what is up everyone your boy is back in town back in augusta disgusta georgia um had an awesome time in austin texas shout out to everybody who i met there and just check out the episode if you want to know more about that trip didn't have much happen after I recorded the intro for that one, except that I did do the milk crate challenge, which you can check out on my Facebook. Biffed the shit right in the middle like everybody else did, but hey, I've been told they were stacked higher than everybody else's stacks, okay? We did go and take a silks class at a place called Lache? Latch? I don't know. Anyway, um... This podcast episode is with David Dowdry, who is, you know, kind of ironic that now that I'm back in town, it's the first episode with somebody who's from out of town. Uh, he's a comedian that I met in Columbia, South Carolina at the Art Bar open mic, which, fun fact, is also one of the first open mics that I ever went to out of town. And now I've done a shit ton of them in Austin. So uh, I hope everybody likes this episode. Now imagine... You are tripping absolute dick on mushrooms. I guess I need to pick it up with my own butthole. <laughs> it feels like a magic trick because some people... Why are you asking such deep questions? Close do I need to sit? Uh, you're fine right there. Yeah, we usually, most of the guests, we've just been chilled, talking, um, which I have started recording, by the way. So, we're in it. We're here. I'm here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Havoc. Ah, I love people that call me that. <laughs> just That's technically your name. It is. It's legally my name now. I filed the paperwork literally two days ago to change my name to Andrew Havoc. It's official. It's official. Yeah. I um, actually have to check my email and see if Augusta Chronicle has emailed me back about posting it in the paper. Because that's part of changing your name. Is It has to be posted in the local newspaper for a month before it's official. But, yeah. They're all about having things posted before they're official. They'll do that with tax sales on houses. Yeah. Or, or on a boat um, tax lien, like you have to post it in the paper like three weeks in a row. That's always been a yeah. odd and outdated thing they do. Yeah, who, really, who gives a fuck about the paper? Peculiar. Like, honestly, I'm just excited for that thing to come out in the newspaper where it's like, this is my name change or whatever, because I know there's going to be like a website link, and then I can post that on Facebook and actually let people know. I like the level of commitment with the follow through, yeah. where it's official. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I um, I was called my my friends always called me my last name growing up, and I appreciated that. They called me Dowdy. Yeah. So everybody 
Numi called me that. And there are so many Davids, and that's such a... There are a shit ton boring, of Boring, yeah, it's like a boring name. I'm just another David. Just another da- Jad. Just another David. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, always, I, I appreciated getting called by my last name, too, because it was different. Yeah. Well, spot on, man. Hey, thanks for having me here. I'm, I'm yeah. super excited to be here. I've always enjoyed our conversations. Always thought they were super fun. And, like, just, like, generally spending time with y'all, man. Especially, like, pretty much everybody that I've met in Colombia. It's like a whole other, like second comedy family to me like yeah. i you know don't get me wrong i love my whole comedy family here in augusta but it gets smaller and smaller by the fucking month and um like there's just i don't get a chance to hang out with a lot of comedians other than actual like doing open mics and stuff so it's the really was another good way to get that going i think that's a great way it's really neat to experience the the culture and the attitude of the comedians in each city you go to. Like, yeah, there it's clicky, right? And is it as it as it, as it should be? I guess you know you got to know who's who around. But the characters are all so different and unique. Oh yeah, comedy and is. You just right. look at all of them, and it like it makes sense. Yes. Like the 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 Charleston comedians. I mean, they're nuts. They're savages. I've never uh, been to Charleston for comedy. They they'll venture up to Columbia occasionally, and and we go down there occasionally too. But the Columbia uh, comics have their own culture yeah. and feel. And right now, what I've experienced is reception and warmth at a time where I feel like people are ready to do things and they want other people there to do them with. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's exposed. It's, it's showing up in the small um, comedy cultures in each each city. Yeah. It's really neat. And I do like that, like, I live in a day and age where comedy is literally everywhere. Like, it's, you know, it might not be as big as I want it to be here, but at least there is a fucking comedy scene in Augusta to the point where, like, it helped me figure out, like, that's what I wanted to fucking be, was the fact that, you know, I could try it at all. Because I'm not going to go, like, dive headfirst into something I've never tried before, but since it was here, I saw open mics and stuff, and I was kind of interested, I started writing things down for a little while and eventually decided to try it out and if there hadn't been open mics and shit available here i don't know if i ever would have tried it i don't know how would you yeah right you can't go downtown and start heralding it they'll arrest you right yeah exactly (laughs) if there's no outlet especially the shit that i say right yeah you've got to have an outlet um and now more than ever the the people you talk to people or if, if you're like me and you're on multiple dating websites, then what you'll see is every everyone wants the same thing. Mm-hmm. They want to laugh. Yeah. That's the first thing. Oh, yeah. Sense so, of humor. That's... It's so important. And I, I think right now it's, it's more important than ever. And um, I think people's eyes are starting to be open to maybe the fact Maybe just maybe it is an art form and it is useful. Right. And I believe it's a medicine. 
and I think laughter is a is a great medicine and I can be around someone throughout a day and if I'm laughing that changes the way I feel yeah like, there's chemicals in my brain that are literally released right that make me feel good yeah it's just so important so it's, I'm glad it's here I'm glad it's in Columbia too it's one of the reasons I like Donovan's podcast so much um, have you listened to that at all or I mean you know Donovan Stroud right Donovan is uh, he trips me out, man? Oh he's, yeah. Can you find find me a funnier postman? No shit. Yeah, like, I, you can't. Fucking phenomenal. I but love like, his haircut. I love his his yeah. swag and attitude. Good guy. Yeah. Um, his podcast, "Don't Go Postal," is like it's exactly that. Is he's trying to stay sane. <laughs> He's trying to not go fucking postal every goddamn day of his life, which I understand completely. You can see it in his eyes. And yeah, right, exactly. It comes through. It yeah. comes through. Um, but I started listening to his podcast recently because, like, I feel like if I'm going to, you know, ask people to listen to my podcast, like, come on, I got to I gotta give back a little bit, right? I got to listen to some other people that I know personally. And, oh, my God, I fucking love it, man. Like... He does these solo episodes that have honestly, con it's what convinced me to start trying to do my own solo episodes because I like his solo episodes better than I like his episodes with guests. Like him just talking shit to a <laughs> fucking computer. I can tell he's got like a post-it note with like five subjects written down on it. And I mean, sometimes he just gets so deep into what is his own psyche that just... I don't know. It's a it's a really cool listen. Um, it's important to dive. It's important to do a deep dive. Oh yeah, yeah. To be completely honest and to really get down to the nitty gritty. You know, you discover things. Yeah. Like, um, you know, what's utilized in society today, and what was used utilized in society maybe a long, long time ago. That maybe we're not using enough of. Yeah. You know, like uh, poisons. Poisons, yes. <laughs> we don't use nearly enough poisons nowadays. I you know, say as I drink are alcohol. Down. <laughs> we got poisons, which is a lot slower. We hide them so well. <laughs> yeah, right. Technically, caffeine is a poison. Mm -hmm. It's a chemical that plants have developed to discourage animals from eating that particular plant. Because, like, you're supposed to, if you take a bite out of a plant or a leaf or something, and all of a sudden your heart rate starts skyrocketing, and you feel like you're going to fucking die because you're so anxious, you probably don't want to eat that plant anymore. Not us humans. We're like, stick that shit in a drink and Let's give it to, to me mix every it single different. morning. How did, how did ancient um, humans come up with these wild blends of drinks that they would like uh, for example kava yeah and I there's love kava there's love kava. it's beautiful and it's so complex and hard to make mm -hmm. yeah um it's like who figured it's that out root. right well i think like there's that whole like we've had million or well like thousands hundreds of thousands whatever how many however many years to figure out like which plants <sighs> which plants are going to kill you which plants feel good, which plants just are tasty. And um, 
after that point, we were like, okay, well, we figured out how to cook shit, but what if I cook it in water? And then we made tea. And then, like, you know, it took a long time. Like, coffee is not as recent of an invention as you would think, or it's not as old of an invention as you would think. It really was, like, right before America got founded, I think, like 1700s, like early 1700s was coffee. Have you ever seen them make it? Like such a process, yeah. they have to. Yeah. There's a propane tank involved. The fuck? There's some. Yeah, they have to butane. They have oh, to roast yeah, it. Okay. It's uh. It's once again. It's like who figured that out? I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, plant drink I think is utilized more on the West Coast even today. They'll have bars like a uh, kava bars or like a uh, kratom. Yeah, bars where there's like a kratom tea. Yeah, and uh, you you talk to someone about that on the east coast, they look at you sideways. Yeah, they don't know right. what, bo- what box does it go in. Like, well, actually, it goes in the coffee box. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, kava is a little more like alcohol than coffee, right? Yeah, like it's it's got um it's, it's got like, properties that make you calm. So a lot of times, if it's just the root, it will be in like a tea. So like a sleepy time tea or something like that. It's but like heroin and coffee a had drink, a baby. Yeah. If you have a drink of it, it's gonna be it's gonna be like super coffee. Super coffee for your brain. Like you feel it in your brain. So weird. You know what I've been seeing uh really trending lately and catching on as far as um like plants making it into the mainstream consumption is a uh, dandelions. Yeah. So what many about people. dandelions? Because they're weeds. People are making cookies the root, and everything. It, the root is uh, beneficial to eat. The leaves, you can uh, chop them up and dry them out, rinse them, of course, and use them in your salad mix. Yeah. It's uh, said to have a buttery taste, almost like um, a romaine lettuce. But uh, I was reading in this book, it was called 72 Solutions. And it was about. Um, it was a book this was about by Hitler. No, no. <laughs> Seneca Treehouse Project. Oh, oh, um, uh, the, Scott Bunn is. That's the right. Author. Hitler just had the one. Yeah, uh, Mein Kampf. Well, just the one solution. Oh, you do one solution. Yes, <laughs> Scott came up with seventy more. Yeah. And put them in a book. And I remember uh, the first solution was was eating, and how. Mm. When we uh, go to the grocery store and buy blueberries, if you look at the label, they came from Peru, yeah. most likely, or, or somewhere very far away, and they had right. to be flown here or, or sent here on a boat. And his, his solution was, let's look around us and find something to eat. Now, I, I remember hearing that and opening my back patio glass and looking out and saying, damn, it's me damn dandelions out here. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I wish my red centipede would grow back, but it didn't occur to me until I started putting all this together that those dandelions, it was a yard full of value. I was sitting on a gold mine, depending on your perspective. Sitting on a fucking salad. That was just (laughs) Scott's first solution. Yeah. Uh, Seneca Treehouse Project, Scott Bunn. Yeah. Pretty sure. That's fucking crazy. He's building geodomes and up there. That's, yes. Yep. That's how I. He runs an Airbnb. I was like, sick. And did I 
just look at his fucking Airbnb. Shout I out to Scott have. Bunn at Treehouse. Scott Bunn. Yeah. Because I was at Airbnbs in Asheville, and there's a lot of dome ones. We've stayed. I've stayed in one of them with my two children. So we've yeah. stayed on the property. That's how I met him. Yeah. And it was it's it's amazing. And he was building a community with geodomes. Yeah. Uh, he has a sailboat to take down. I think it's Lake Hartwell. The property adjoins to. Wow. Damn. So he's gonna take uh, like the guests out in the summertime sailing. That, that might That's be happening cool. this very moment right now. They might be on a sailboat. But, but like, yeah, lots of cool things happening. Speaking of the dandelion thing, like I've always, always, always been about like the dissolution of boundaries of like, okay, what's a weed? What's a weed and what's a plant? And what makes, well, who decides the difference between what's what? And it always comes down to like cultural perception. Like everybody looks at it like a weed and therefore it is a weed. And I mean, you know. That's what we were told. It's what the That's Roundup what bottle mm-hmm. said. The yeah. Roundup bottle. Right, it's got a fucking dandelion, dandelion on the goddamn bottle. Target number one. Right. Roundup. <laughs> yeah. Here's the beautiful part. We'll make them pay for it. Yeah. Yep. We'll make them destroy their own food. We'll and while they're destroying it. Let them it, buy their own cancer. They'll get sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is. Roundup This is for America. The point. Yep. <laughs> One roundup, uh, humanity zero. <laughs> oh my god! But you still can go to Lowe's and buy a big jug of Roundup. It's as if yeah, nothing yeah. As if ha- there's nothing wrong with it. Personally, I'm confused as a consumer. Yeah, yeah. Why they didn't just? I'm confused. How, how is it that you can simultaneously buy this thing from a store, and there are ads on TV about if you've had. You know, if you've gotten such and such disease, we're doing a class action lawsuit against Roundup. Like, you're, you know, those fucking ads mm-hmm. where it was like mesothelioma back in the day and like asbestos poisoning back in the day. And I mean, when I say back in the day, I mean like fucking 15 years ago, like early 2000s. I remember watching Fear Factor in the afternoons because like I was homeschooled, so I didn't have shit to do like all day. You were homeschooled? Yes. Wow, homeschool. Tell me about that. What? So how did? Were, were... Um, I had like I feel like honestly for me personally it was a probably the best option for me to get through high school. Okay, so there, you started homeschool <clears throat> at a period of time after doing a public I, school, or well, okay, so I went to kindergarten in public, like a public kindergarten whatever the fuck that is um i think that's just like a preschool so i don't know if there's any like public preschools but anyway it was a preschool in michigan which is where i initially was born and then we moved here when i was like six years old so first grade and i've been homeschooled ever since they they saw enough two years it was enough like kindergarten (laughs) and then it was like not even real school just kindergarten and they were like okay we're going to we're doing homeschool i think my brother had maybe completed first grade in public school um because i have an older brother but anyway so i was homeschooled first through 12th grade and just like I don't know. It was definitely a different experience than a lot of people had had. I did not have a lot of friends, for one. Still probably don't. I have, like, you know, two or three really close friends, and then I have a bunch of people that, like, 
I'm, you know, friends with. But you might have uh, saved yourself a lot of heartache there, mm-hmm. having. Oh, yeah. <laughs> might have been a blessing yeah, in disguise. He would. he would not be a happy camper but anyway, all through high school. <laughs> I've had ADD the entire fucking time, not having any idea of what it was until I was a full-grown adult. So, like, the entire time I was doing homeschool, I would procrastinate literally as much as possible. Like, it honestly might as well be considered a fetish at this point. I love procrastinating. If I can put something off until a different time, it just... It's like a morsel you can just consume. It's that fucking dopamine rush of like, oh, I don't have to do this right now. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if that was caused by the homeschooling, or if I just got lucky that I was homeschooled because I got to be able to do that all the time. Probably the second one. But I was basically, (laughs) I was doing like two to three hours worth of schoolwork every single day, year-round. Weekends, summers, everything. It was like two to three hours a day, which is not very much. But still, like, I would procrastinate so much that it's like, okay, well, I guess you have, quote, summer school now, which is... I'm not laughing silently because of the hours of the school. I'm laughing because it just occurred to me, were crop tops allowed in your school? Because (laughs) they were not allowed in mine for anyone. I didn't start wearing (laughs) crop tops till like, last year. That's your signature. I feel and like that's what you're known for. It's hitting. It's. Yep, it is. People, the people are calling for more of it. Yes, uh-huh. I, I'm starting to make them shorter now. It's starting to get more. You're gonna be up to your just you flat out titties soon. I, yeah, well, I did the paperwork. I cut the crop tops. <laughs> there was help. She, she did. Yeah, she did I the name the change. I do adult things. Yeah. It's not Andrew's strong so that's another suit. consequence <laughs> of being a homeschooled pastor's kid. It's like I never grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do feel like I would have had a very hard time in public school, especially with my original last name. Oh, yeah. Public school is a constant gauntlet of trauma. Mm-hmm. It so is one hurt. challenge after another. Um, I remember it as being cruel, and by the time I figured it out, it was all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it matters not, but yeah. then it mattered the most. So much. So it was, much. Nothing else mattered. Yeah. And um, th- that's actually good for me to look back on and hang my hat on for moments now or when it gets hard. It's like, you know, one day I'll look back on this moment too, and it will be, you know... It would be impactful to who I am as a person, but in the broad scheme of how I feel right then in that moment, yeah, minuscule. Do you ever have um, like moments of like visualizing exactly you, exactly where you want to be in the future, like a few years down the road, like succeeding at every possible in every possible avenue that you thought you like that you're trying to succeed in now and like being like there like you've made it like you ever have those i have to make myself do that because i'm told that that is helpful to do yeah and i've heard it from so many people and so often 
that now I believe it. And I even believe it to a point where it, if it's spoken out into creation, yeah, that gives it more traction manifest. to actually manifest. Yeah, That's why I never liked asking or being asked the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, I fucking hate it. Nobody likes answering it, yet we still uh, ask one another and do that. Yeah, and I, 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 um, that's such an overwhelming and intimate question for me to share with you. It is, yeah, just right um, here, right now. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Five, the whole five years. But like, recently, and it's like because I know that this doesn't happen to a lot of people, and like I've tried, kind of, like I've only tried it out like a little bit, maybe at Joe's Underground, but uh, as a bit that I'm working on but I've been having these like it's like having a flashback but like in that I can't control what I'm seeing I'm not piloting whatever this fucking vision is but it shows me my brain shows me it's like hey this is what we're working towards and it like is just this vision of me like either you know, looking at my podcast numbers and seeing it skyrocket or looking, you know, like seeing my name on a marquee somewhere or, you know, just it's these vivid, like almost dreams of where I'm going to be at in the future. And I'm like, my joke that I'm working on is that it's uh, pre-triumphant success disorder or PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-triumphant, yes. Uh, but I do think it's it's probably a weird thing, right? Like it's probably not a very common occurrence. Once I think again, it might be mania. It's, it's it's so important for. That's what I think historically comedians do. They have always been one to tap dance on the edge of reality and come back and herald back what it's like. Yeah. And laugh about how overwhelmingly scary it is. Yeah. And but we we must laugh, even though we have to. That's the only way we're getting through any of this. I don't know if if um, these mental attuities are necessary to come up with these observations or not or to have these visions but it reminds me of something I heard recently about the the 12 gates of reality hmm. theory I've recently stumbled upon and I'm not throwing this out there as something that I um, believe in or even right. claim to know you've something heard before. and it's very interesting and it says that there's these different levels of um, enlightenment and mm, observation crazy. of and um, to where you know the, the the alignment of the stars and the timing of the moons means something to some people whereas I look at them and say oh star pretty yeah <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing to me um, my level of consciousness might not but um, I think that's what the world religions try to ascertain is this enlightenment of you know what's going on around. right well that's always been my favorite question is fucking why 
Fuck around and find out. Why <laughs> the hell are we here? Why the fuck does any of this exist? What the hell is going on? Any of that. You know what I'm manifesting in my life right now? Hmm. Homelessness. Ooh. I just sold my house at Peak Market, I am proud to say. Hell okay. Yeah. I and may you're be homeless. Trying to be homeless? But I'll be happy. Yo, I like legit, there is a lot of happy homeless people. People that are very happy not having to deal with financial burden at a constant rate. They're able to travel. Like I know so many of my friends that are backpackers. Like they just travel the world hitchhiking. They just jump on trains. Like no fucking problem. That's something and they get places, literally. Yeah, and they literally get places. It's something that could work out very well for a stand-up comedian. I will will rent for a time um, to have shelter and peace to go to. Yeah. Um, But at this time, the market's so wild. I think you you have to be flexible and ready to move when it's right, even if it's uncomfortable. So I'm manifesting that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Did I tell you about getting locked in a cemetery Wednesday? I don't think so. This Wednesday? Very fresh. Also, do you partake? Very fresh. Um, Woody and I, he wouldn't... Yeah, I saw your pen over there. He wouldn't uh, mind me mentioning his name in the story. He's been telling the story. Oh, I plan on having Woody on at some point as well. Yes. Like, I don't want to, like... I haven't had a lot of the Augusta comics on yet, so I want to, like... Try and, you know, work everybody Shuffle. in here. Everybody's going to get their opportunity. I'm going to be here for a minute, so. But anyway, go ahead. You and Woody went to a cemetery on Wednesday. Well, we migrated towards Charleston to do the Purple Buffalo stand-up on Wednesday. And, Ooh, uh, is that an open mic? Yes. Okay. It's one of the coolest venues you'll, um... Cooler you'll than ever... a heart bar? Yes. <laughs> Okay. It's got right. still got robots are in, but there's like a, a an, imagine a piano strewn about organs, any other random object you can think of, a bicycle, anything, and then someone took paint and just threw it everywhere. Okay. Just okay. took it on yeah, a brush and just cool. slung it. So it's got this really cool painted tie dye look everywhere. Everything's coated in it, and the speakers. Are amazing. Hell yeah. Dan is the owner and he has some sort of thing for blowing the roof off of buildings. Yeah. <laughs> He's got so many speakers in there. So that's a. We migrated down there to do that. And um, one of the things we wanted to do was visit the Magnolia Cemetery. Hmm. Heard a lot about it. It's got a lot of cool looking old statues in it. Hell yeah. And it's, it's got that old kind of creepy, eerie feel to it. And I felt like it was a perfect place to have some tacos at. Oh, yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. I mean, Duh. So I'm sure I, the dead people won't mind. Not at all. They've been <laughs> gone for 150 years. So Woody and I pull in uh, into the entrance. It's real narrow, like you're pulling into a castle. Yeah. Like I'm coming to pick up a princess but they're all dead they're dead just see got the top my favorite kind of princess and uh i park and uh woody hops out and walks around but i notice this white f-150 pulls up to the gate and before 
I mean, I had the box in my lap, and I was messy. My hands are, you know, covered in you know, ground beef grease and where were these tacos salsa. From? Were they good? The First pr- of all, were they good? Ab- they were amazing. Okay, where were they from? <laughs> the place is right there by Purple Buffalo in North Charleston. I believe it was spelled S A I apostrophe S, so size. Okay. Mexican Restaurante. Yeah. Um, their soft shell tacos were crisp, just amazing. Uh, this, this guy clicks a lock on the gate that I need to get the car out of. Oh, God. And the gate's closed. Like, he locked so me he in. So he locks it in. Yeah, so I cranked the car real quick and yelled at Woody. And by but by the time he got to the car and you know, I pulled around, uh, this this man had already driven a quarter of a mile down the road. Oh no! Locked another gate and then drove oh. into that property and was gone. Were but, y'all oh in? My you could gosh. see this you guy see. though, right? And right, and I ran. So he could corner. probably see you. He did see me. He did see me because I yelled at him as loud as I've ever yelled scared. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, I have children. I have to get out of here. Locked in a fucking cemetery cemetery. at night. I'm vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Locked in a cemetery. So I I, I say as loud as I can, I say, hey. And he turned around as he was clicking the second lock to, I guess, leave for the day. It was around 640 at this time. That's it? Right? It like, wasn't that late. Right. Usually, like, 9 o'clock is their cutoff. It's not even dark yet. Like, 9, 10. It's taco time. It's taco, it's taco time. time. Right. Fourth <laughs> meal. He sees me and turns around, and I say, you locked me in. And and he, he looks at me, and he, he does the, like, old band, like, wave. Like, he waves his hand, like, ah, yeah. shooey. Ah, fool with you. Oh, my God. And he got in his car and drove off. I, I ran after him, couldn't find him. We ended up um, taking the, I knocked the bolt off with a hammer and a crow crowbar. Good on you. Oh my Just fuck God. Yeah. Happen to have right? those laying around that, back there. See, that's all you really need uh-huh. though, the crowbar. That's, those are two very useful tools. Had to dummy things. lock the gate on the way out. You know, I didn't want fuck the gates that. to be open. Yeah. I was right. considerate. You know? I guess. Well, I'd left a incriminating voicemail, you know, <laughs> begging to be let out prior to 8 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> they, they still haven't returned my call, so Magnolia Cemetery, uh, I apologize for the lock. Um, yeah, well, okay, don't lock people in at 6.30. And at again, your, you your gentleman... You like, do rounds right. or something. Do a, it's a do small round to yeah. do. Is he even... He a, saw me. Like, it can't be security. It was malicious. Right? It was, yeah. It was like, malicious. He definitely knew. It could have just been a random person there. putting a lock on the gate. It could. I have no idea. Y'all could have been there to visit your dead grandma. Removed. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your dead grandma, twice removed. <laughs> twice removed. <laughs> we had to move her twice to get her into that oh cemetery. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> where we wanted her. It's very we prestigious. There. I hear their security is airtight. <laughs> The lawns are well kept. Yeah, right. And this asshole locks the place up nice and tight every night, yeah. so I don't have to worry about clearly, grave robbers. Clearly, clearly, there is a vampire in that cemetery that needs to be fed on a regular basis, and this cemetery security guard saw y'all in there and was like, holy shit, my job is already done this month. 
and he just locks you in there. <laughs> never you mind. never know what the other person's thinking. He could have really thought that, that he had captured the villains. There may well, be some okay. local story I know nothing about. What I'm saying is, y'all were going to be vampire food. He Whoa. He is in charge of going and procuring humans for the vampires to suck blood. Y'all went in there voluntarily, and he was like, oh shit, all I gotta do is lock him in, and my job is done? That just hit like a roll in a biza. Like a roll in a what? A biza. What's that island? Oh. Ibiza. 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 Yeah. Ibiza. It's spelled funny. <coughs> Hard to spell. I took even a harder to say. Ibiza. Who sings it? Uh, it's been ripped fuck. off so many times. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I know, I like... I've definitely listened to this song. At I like the Infinitum, slow, so. acoustic-y versions. Like they're trying to make it like intimate oh, and deep. That was the original. But it's, it just can't. Mike be. Posner. Yes, he did that before getting bit by the rattlesnake. Yo, um, what? Or was it post rattlesnake? I don't know anything about the rattlesnake. He decided to walk across America and force Gump it for a little while because Yikes. rich people get bored. Yep. And while doing so... Well, uh, after you take a few pills in a visa. Yeah, he did see the rattlesnakes and danced yeah. with them and got bit. And uh, darn near lost his leg Yikes. in Texas. Not a visa. Texas. Oof. Um, Depending on where he was at, that's at least like an eight-hour fucking hospital ride. You don't mess right. with Texas. Or Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They go. They just started going west, and no one could stop mm-hmm. them. They're such long states. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, Can't wait for Texas. Like, that's another thing too. Like being homeschooled. Like my only socialization was Boy Scouts. So like, I learned a lot of shit from Boy Scouts. Was that like, helpful or harmful? Well, Probably helpful for me. Helpful, helpful because. Even yeah. if I was raped, I don't remember it. So, don't threaten me with a good time, Boy Scouts. Do what should do. But they, I did learn a lot of useful shit, like a lot of useful first aid information, and like how to identify certain types of snakes. Really, it when I useful. say that, I mean you know I know the rhyme. I know uh, red on black, friend of Jack. Which means, it's okay, that snake is not poisonous. Or, red on yellow, kill a fellow. And that's, this snake is poisonous. Well, that is good and all, except there are always exceptions. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which, you you don't want to be unsure. No. I say, stay away from snakes. I say, ooh, what's a coral (laughs) snake doing in (laughs) South Carolina. Exciting. <laughs> what are you doing over here? You got dropped Probably somebody's by somebody. Pet. Yeah. Have you ever been to a reptile show? <laughs> yes. No, but I want to go. I've never been to one. Well, be ready so to excited. be told what to do and just totally condescended upon. Because oh, reptile dumb. people are like horse people. They're just like it's like any people: <sighs> dog people, cat people, guinea pig people. Like, if they're a a pet person. Oh, they're those types of people for sure. I walked into the Viper Room and... Did they have actual Vipers? Yes. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. In in Tupperware. Yeah. 
This fucking rubber band yeah. container. Rubber, and then they throw like a rubber band so, around yep. it or some scotch so, tape. Like, it's a Gaboon Viper. It's a 30-pound <laughs> muscle. It can come out of that Tupperware and go through the ceiling if it wants to yeah. launch that. It's literally yep. an entire muscle. Jump. Um, I did a renovation job one time because uh, I do electrical construction work. And, Super cool. Um, I was doing a kitchen renovation one time for this um, these people, they live out in South Carolina, right on the lake. Like, right on the fucking lake. With their fucking kitchen. Yes, with their fucking kitchen. <laughs> this motherfucker had, you know those baking racks that they like, it's like yes. taller than you are. And, and you, you slide them in you individually. like roll them into the oven. Oh, yeah. Um, so they had like two of those Full of Tupperware containers with fucking snakes in them. There was, I shit you not, no less than thirty snakes, for sure, at least thirty. Just because. Um, yeah. Well, I know he, a lot of people like that. He bred they the snakes. Yeah, they love breeding snakes. Yeah, and they he just would sell breed them, them and, and sell them, them, them and, and like these ones are fancy and these mm-hmm. ones are just kind of cool and I like it. They're worth money. They're worth oh, money. Yeah, tons of money. Yeah, tons of money. You want a decent snake? But you go the to electrical panel was right next. The electrical panel was right next to the snake room. So, you had to walk past the snakes every time you needed it. I would electrocute them. I'm not a snake person. I'm not going to do that. I would electrocute them. I just don't like snakes. I don't like maliciously killing anything unless it's annoying me. Corporal punishment on a random snake would be a little bit much. The snake would be like, "Oh, what did I do? Like, why right. me? There's exactly. so many of us around." But like, like speak if there's a fly, language, yo, like they, yeah. their eyes are fucking insane. If there's the way a their body works. If there's a fly or a mosquito that like lands on me and starts oh, bugging yes. me, like no pun intended, bugging me, I will, without hesitation, smack the fuck out of that thing and take away its entire life. Without thought. Especially Without the fruit th- ones. Oh, yeah. The fruity ones are the worst. There's the slow movers. It's just like any kingdom. species. The fruity ones. You gotta... Watch um, out for them. Yeah. But, like... I don't know, because... And I've talked about this on a few of the other episodes, about how I feel about consciousness, and how, like, I still have no idea where the fucking line is on consciousness, but I definitely know that, like... Plants are alive. Bugs are alive. Like, they're just... They don't move as fast as... Like, plants just don't move as fast as we do. So we think, ah, they're... You know, they're just plants. And then, like, bugs are like, ah, they're really, really small. But, like, I think all that shit's alive. And I don't believe in, like, maliciously killing anything. Unless it's being really annoying. And then it can get it. And then I'm... Then it can get it. Then it can get it. That reminds me of um, two things. One is Buddhism, but the other is one thing I heard about karate is is true power in karate is not only being able to neutralize an offender and stop yourself from being hurt, but also to be able to subdue them in such a way that they don't hurt themselves either. Yeah. That's true power. I th- and I think about with um, with Buddhism how there is this idea of a one consciousness yeah. 
all and I, yeah the universal connectedness how the how sangha. how can we know it's so expansive and beyond my little comprehension yeah it's it's amazing and one and thing that's one thing go when ahead. you <laughs> I was like we might say the same thing here I was going to talk about psychedelics but like when you're doing like psychedelics especially large doses one of the things that you start to realize even on low doses one of the things that you start to realize is the connectedness of everything the yes yeah, it's just every, heavy on you right and that you are part of this entire universe and this universe is a part of you and it's all one thing all is one and one is all and on really heavy doses what you start to realize is that your sense of a self your ego just goes the fuck away like you die entirely your self like your sense of who I am seeing through this set of eyes or whatever just goes away completely and you realize that even without all that shit there's still something there there's still like you're still that part of that thing that's constantly going it reminds me of Avatar exactly like Avatar and how daggum broken hearted I was equally after every time watching it. Yeah. You're like it's phenomenal. So amazing. But I'm hurt. But it's so good. It's yeah. So, good. so when you were coming up in homeschool at that time did they have like uh where they were having groups that would get together and do Sports or music? Was yeah, there any type of exposure or get-togethers with other homeschooled kids? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So there were extracurriculars that I did, like karate and Boy Scouts. And what stuff. kind of karate did you do? Just whatever. Seeklers. There's, it's a big name around Augusta. Yeah, but um, it was... He owns like three fucking karate oh, studios around here. Three. Yeah, definitely more than three. It's a huge fucking deal around here but I don't know why um but anyway that was the first time I realized I had a foot fetish <laughs> in karate class in karate class I was no in karate shoes. class for like a fucking week because everybody was barefoot and it was co-ed so there were a bunch of girls in there all barefoot and I just would be like constantly getting boners and I was like what those fuck? feet it's the feet it's them feet it's them feet <laughs> Yeah. In karate class. So, for a gi is not a good thing to get a boner. No, no, right. There's no hiding it. Too much room That's a for just a That's go. a bathrobe. Oh, yeah. Um, a little eight-year-old air Not, not gi Yeah. But there were homeschool-specific groups, and I would go to those against my own will all the time. Because, like... I don't know how many homeschoolers you have met. A handful. I don't know, man. There's something about every homeschooler, including myself. Like, there's just definitely a disconnected or completely 
unaware of social cues. Like, I mean, and fucking everybody is autistic now. Like, everybody's on the autism spectrum. I fully believe that. It's not a Deep zero down or a one. Heart. Yeah, it, like, it's, so, it's, okay, here's your line. two yeah. or your one. Like, what's right. one for you? Everybody's brain is different. Yep. And Everybody there's all these things. Shit. And I'm so glad that we have ways to describe things like ADD now or, like, you know, the different types of autism and stuff, or, like, bipolar. And or like addiction. This, and we there's can... anxiety disorder, and there's addiction, and there's all these things that we have now that we can tell what's going on with people and describe it fully. But I do believe that every single person on the planet has something messed up in their brain, right? It has to. I mean... I agree. I know I'm a fucking weirdo, but, like... And, and finally, we're getting to a place... Because I, I remember growing up as a guy, we were taught not to talk about stuff, to be tough. Yeah. And oh, yeah. No, you don't cry. And I played sports, so even more so. Um, you, I did you baseball for a summer. Show any emotions, and no. yeah, you know that was the that was the big pull <clears throat> um, I felt from society growing up, and I feel like that's finally shifting. To where you're seeing everyone be able to be aware of things they're feeling and finally have the words to articulate and courage to right. articulate to now here's where I take issue is when um, they're encouraged to go seek out medical treatment and then later on in life it's used against them for example Oh, yeah, like antidepressants, mm-hmm. or... You can't get a life insurance policy. Really? They look at all those I didn't things. know that. So I thought what? you were talking about, like, joining the military. They look at doctor's notes. They yeah. look at they look at what you're prescribed. Uh, they they look at the, that. The They're the starting fucking, to look at that for a lot of different things. You know uh, Ancestry.com, right? Mm-hmm. Ancestry.com yes. sells DNA data. All of your data that you swab and you send in your fucking genetic code to them they use that or they take that data they sell it to life insurance companies so your life insurance company knows your entire family's genetic medical fucking history and can therefore judge you based off of that they're going to ask you in an application just to see what you say but yeah they can pull all these reports and and have access to them so it, it you know what part of that pisses me off the most? Is that they're still making you apply. Like, you already know me. Let me just type my name in and be done with this shit. You want me to buy this? I'm ready to give up and just fucking buy this. Like, just let me type my name in, make it as easy as possible, and let's go. It's like when they require you to fill out the form for all the jobs you used to have and submit your resume... All yeah. this information is on my fucking resume. Now, now, now they're just like, just come in. Yeah, just <laughs> we'll, right. we'll pay you today. Yeah. Oh yeah, any I entry level job. I've yeah. um, I've had grown people look at me, another grown person, dead in the eye, and say, "Yeah, I can pay you to do this work. How much can you pay me? Uh, how's twelve fifty sound? Like, well, it sounds like." It's I'm going to have to do a lot of that. Yeah. Yep. Stack together and, you know, I guess everyone else can kick rocks. Yeah. Um, 
So it's uh, I remember working twenty years ago, um, getting into the employment industry as a cook. Yeah. And I wa- I washed dishes, and right. then I got to be a fry cook, and uh, I was hap- happily making seven fifty. Right. But some of the you know some of the kitchen staff they were making eleven twelve dollars. That was in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just in the past so long we've it, food prices and everything has got it's really getting tight out there for people and you're starting to see it in their eyes. Yeah. And um, yeah, my first job ever was McDonald's and I was making the minimum wage, which was seven twenty five an hour. And at that point in time, they had started to raise the price on the double cheeseburger. It used to be you get a double cheeseburger for a dollar when I started yep. working there. And it went up to a dollar twenty five and everybody was pissed off. So they introduced a new sandwich. And this sandwich would be a dollar. It was called the McDouble. And the McDouble, I shit you not was exactly the same ingredients as a double cheeseburger, save for one slice of cheese. So the McDouble had one slice, and the double cheeseburger had two slices. McDouble was a dollar, double cheeseburger was $1.25. Today, in 2021, the minimum wage remains $7.25 an hour. $7.25 an hour. Currently, a McDouble from McDonald's will cost you $2.39. I'm not good at math, but isn't that double? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> McFucking-double. Sounds McDouble to me. It's, yeah. Hmm. But prices are going to go up if you raise minimum wage, so watch out. I think there's a lot of happen. scarcity tactics going on, too, especially in the housing market, because it, it was a year ago there were there were conversations getting tossed around like there are so many homes in America that if every homeless person picked a home, they could have a home. Yeah. So how did we go from that to all of a sudden, no, shit, where's the wood? Where's the houses? Yeah. $200 a square foot? Yeah. Right. What? You know. Yeah. It reminds me of the diamond industry. Yeah. And that's a controlled and it's rock. They're plentiful. There are plenty of diamonds. Now there, there are, are beautiful and yes. there are some that are prettier than others. Yeah. And less bubbles and they I get all that. They hold all of the extra diamonds in a vault so that they can maintain the scarcity. Why would Hollywood just show us that and think that wasn't going to make somebody mad? <laughs> right. The whole thing. You know they invented engagement rings, right? The diamond industry. You gotta get two. In, that confused me getting married. I'm like, wait, I gotta rings. get two? Yes. I thought it was just one. So that kind of, I feel like that shifted without a well, email I think or a memo. That might, I or, think that might, it might have started as one. And then they were like, you know what? We need an engagement ring and you have to have a wedding band. We can get more out of them. We can get more out of them. Yeah, let's you gotta ask. squeeze them. Come on. Yeah, let's make them put some the value behind The fucking three month salary bullshit. That was an advertising campaign by the diamond industry. Daimler. Diamond. Isn't that the name of the big diamond Rob, company? Robert Diamonder. I, mean, I have no clue. Oh, we're going to get into this. <laughs> we're going to get to the bottom yeah, of it. Blood get to diamonds. the bottom of this. 
Yeah, well, most of them are blood yep. diamonds. Now they're starting to... They don't even know what if to a, call yeah. the or, non-blood diamonds. Mm-hmm. They're just like, okay. organically cultivated well, diamonds? the thing is... I don't even know what to call it. The thing is, they can create diamonds in the lab. Like, they can actually grow them now. They know how to fucking do it. And it's less expensive than mining for diamonds. Or at least it's less expensive than mining for diamonds and then holding them away from everybody and eventually, like, selling them to you little by little. It's... Chemically, molecularly, exactly the fucking same. And yet, through advertising campaigns by the diamond industry, they have devalued scientifically created fucking diamonds to be like, oh, these are fake. They didn't have, you know, like a little Taiwanese kid going into a coal mine to kill himself to make it. So, like, it's not as good as our diamonds. Because our diamonds are real. They're from the ground instead of made. There's, there's like, there's depravity and level of depravity. Yeah. And and then there's just where we're like, oh, we got to make this rock cost super duper a lot. And, yeah. and we're somewhere around there. <sighs> and that, that, that's so different from where we were but 50 years ago. The same oh, yeah. thing is happening with like every electronic product as well like every computer every phone every all of these things take lithium which is heavily contested and like is probably gotten through just as terrible means like it's every single thing that we interact with in some form has been connected to just pure malevolence I dated a girl on lithium once and she was a handful they make batteries out of that shit bro is that yeah. drug that they used yes. to use I, yeah it is lithium There's, lithium. yeah it's a drug and also the thing that they make batteries out of she is a happy and healthy lady now and she has moved on in life and I wish her only the best but my goodness, you can't put it in a cell phone and take it and expect to feel better. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other is going to happen, not both. Yeah. It's not that magical. It, I mean, it's obviously some kind of magic. Like, what, how else do you explain phones? <laughs> is it not magic? I'll never figure that. I worked for Verizon for a brief period of time, and still nobody talked to me about how it goes through the air. Up to a tower, and then back. Yeah. So, what department were you working in? I uh, I was in sales. Sales. Okay. In the actual but retail nobody locations. ever bothered to. Nobody thought that the oh, customer no. might ever have that question. And I did have I did have a fellow once say that his phone was up for an upgrade and it recently stopped working, and he was accusing Verizon of zapping his phone. <laughs> They might have. I mean, yeah. At that time, I was just like, oh, whatever, sir. That is preposterous. Yeah, because you were part of the machine. (laughs) Now, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was what was going on. Absolutely. Yeah. That was definitely happening. Yeah. He was right. Yeah, I constantly blame shit that goes wrong on my phone on Apple just being like, hey, buy a new one, dummy. (laughs) I think we're on 12 now. And 12's not even like a cool number. Mine's an 8. 
I have an iPhone 8, and I bought it specifically a year behind. Like, I was like, I waited until it had been out already for a year, and then the new ones came out, and they didn't have a button. And I was like, no way am I getting that shit. So I bought the old one that still had a button on it. And I was like, this is this is the way for me. But it's I like red. the button. Yes, I like exactly. the button, too. I like the, I the, the button away. But the thing is, it's I not even a real buttons. button. It doesn't... It's push. a touch sensor Yes, thing. and then it has the haptic feedback to where yes. it, like, vibrates against your finger. Like, oh, but, I'm like, here. It, it vibrates back. Uh-huh. It feels exactly like a button. I don't know. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's amazing how it buttons itself. Yeah. Right. It's a button. Like, it doesn't move at all, but it feels like it is. It's a button removed. It's it's really cool what you can do. Like, just little tiny vibrations. And the fucking haptic feedback is... That's why the um, the Pro Controller for the Nintendo Switch is the best controller to get for the Nintendo Switch. Because it has that haptic feedback where it can exactly tailor how hard it vibrates and where it vibrates to what's going on in the game. And it just does a way better job of conveying like what you're trying to do. And a lot of those Nintendo Switch games are like motion control based or like they're you know, you're actually doing something like you're turning a crank or you're, you know, like trying to aim at something or pull something back and they want to reinforce that feeling in your hands and the Pro Controller really does a fucking good job with it. I like that word, haptic. Haptic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. I feel like the world needs more haptic and havoc. Oh, shit! <laughs> Cry haptic. <laughs> Um, they've got vests too. They've got haptic feedback vests mm-hmm. and boots and fucking everything. I feel like they skip the obvious region. Yeah, right. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> They're like, sheet. we don't need any help there. Uh, covered. I'm sure there's something. Somebody has created something. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, we've got like an hour now, so. If you wanna, yeah, man. And we got the um, Fox's Layer show we're headed to. Which, if you're listening to this, it's too late. We already went. <laughs> I'm not gonna upload it, it in the next five minutes. So, it was amazing. Yeah, it was a great show. And uh, we'll uh, well, thanks for having me out, man. Yeah, appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah. Like, it's uh. One of the easiest guests to schedule so far. So for yeah. real. Thanks right. for having me. Yeah. Bye. Kill your owner. Yeah, but Got it. if it was really that secret, you wouldn't have heard about it. Yeah. Like-